This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live once again. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 3rd, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who's extended his film review of football to include all Zach Wilson practice footage, Jerem Jordan. Listen, I need me some more after further review. It's not up until August. Uh, you know, Dave McCann's got the updates. I love it. Uh, D- DJ Bianame, who's been uh, on the program from the New York Daily News, with other media members, is putting out video of Zach Wilson online. Yep. So, obviously, we're eating that up, and he's completing passes to, you know, coaches, obviously teammates. This one we were looking at, he completes a, uh, you know, a deep ball to – we think maybe one of the coaches, right? But it's just not enough. It's quiet. <laughs> I'm like envisioning a call on it. So here, here it is again, but with Greg Rubel attached. Zach Wilson in shotgun. He'll look right. Now take off to the right. Look middle. Throw on the run. Back shoulder. And a catch made. Can't believe he hauled it in. What a play. <laughs> yes, I, it's, we need to add Greg to every one of these. How much Twitter more videos. exciting is that practice footage? With play-by-play from Greg Rubel. Can we play it one more time but just focus on no fans behind and, like, <laughs> how much Greg just has to bring it himself? Let's listen again. Zach Wilson in shotgun. He'll look right. Now take off to the right. Look middle. Throw on the run. Back shoulder. And a catch made. Can't believe he hauled it in. What a play. <laughs> it's just like the team. Yay. I'm glad that's <laughs> over. Utah Jazz announced uh, full capacity for the second round. Yeah. In fact. We're uh, there, baby. I I love Utah was at Vivint Smart Home Arena last night. Were you? Nice. For the series clinching win along with 14,000-plus fans. Were you there as a fan or KSL's I was there as a fan. (gasps) Good for you. I took my nine-year-old Jax. That's awesome, man. Yes. His life was made. What a butt-kicking. Oh, (laughs) fantastic, right? Playoff record first quarter, nine. It was amazing. And it was great to see so many BYU fans there. Thanks to everyone for uh, saying hello. uh, Did any Utah fans say hi? You know, no, I didn't. That's good. I, I don't recall any uh, Utah good. fans went out of their way to say hello to me. That's good. Another <laughs> watching. Can't Here's not. your show lineup. Uh, approved for Utah fans too, if you if you want to get involved. Where does the 2020 BYU football team, led by Zach Wilson, rank among the all-time great Cougar football teams? Is it top five? We've Eight. waited six months to discuss this. Woo. 18-year NFL veteran Lee Johnson played on the 1984 National Championship team and may have an opinion about the greatest teams ever. He'll join us live. Plus, the superstitions of WCC Baseball Freshman of the Year Andrew Pintar, a new BYU rival, and some incredible BYU football footage that I am willing to bet my house on you've never seen. Oh, wow. Ever. Don't, Don't do it. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Kyrus Tong is officially signed with the Bears after being drafted in the seventh round. He's the third draftee to sign a rookie deal so far, joining Dax Milne with Washington and Chris Wilcox with the fighting Tom Brady. Four-year deal for Kyrus Tonga. Good for him. He got paid, baby. Yeah, that's fantastic. Five different BYU Cougars earn annual WCC Baseball Awards, led by Andrew Pintar, named... West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year. He also earned first-team honors. Pintar is the first Cougar to win 
freshman of the year since Keaton Kringland did it back in 2016. And Andrew will join us in about 40 minutes. Cole Gamble and Mitch McIntyre earned second team honors. Reed McLaughlin and Carter Smith honorable mentions. Former Cougar Maverick Buffo threw eight strikeouts in six innings for the AA Independent Cleburne Railroaders in a 5-3 win over the Houston Apollo. <laughs> like something out of the 70s. The Cleburne Railroaders. I couldn't tell you where that is. Independent ball? That's Tex- next level. Texas? Maybe if they're playing Houston? I, I'm just Texas Any league? minor league team, I'm just guessing it's from Texas. Yeah. Their hats are fantastic, though. Minor league baseball minor league hats baseball. are the best. And you got to love it. A significant part of Americana. Three former BYU Cougars and one current BYU volleyball player open up week two in the Volleyball Nations League today. Ben Patch, Brendan Sander, and Taylor Sander will suit up for Team USA against Russia at 3 Eastern. All-American outside hitter Davide Gardini will look to help Italy win their first match against Bulgaria at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Good luck to all of the Cougars. That means I'm fluent in Bulgarian. It's literally you are in that sentence. Uh, I guess so. Uh, Peter Quest announces he will play on the Challenge Tour, the second-tier professional golf tour in Europe. First tournament is in the Czech Republic. Today, he shot one under. He's tied for 40th place. So Peter Quest putting in that work. Hopefully he runs into uh, Dominic Hasek. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. The 2020 BYU football team included an 11-1 record, number 11 final ranking, five draft picks, 13 different BYU players signing a deal in some capacity in the National Football League. In fact, BYU football was featured prominently in the national media and college football playoff rankings specifically for the first time since that has been introduced to the game. All that said, Jerem, where does the 2020 BYU football season rank all time among a program full of history and great seasons? Seventh. Number seven. seven. Now, now here's the th- let's just talk about 2020 for a second. 2020 was amazing. What BYU did was incredible. The Cougars could not control the schedule. There were six power fives originally that got blown up, obviously, with the pandemic. BYU had to play who they could play, including Coastal Carolina on the road on knowing on a Wednesday, taking off the truck goes across the country. I'm not going to penalize 2020 too much for that. Sure. But it has to be considered. It's hard to gauge this exactly. We'll do our best in this conversation here. I think if all the teams are playing Pac-12 and Big Ten the whole season, that BYU doesn't get up to as high as eighth, especially with that schedule. Okay. Part of the reason BYU was the darling is because they were playing the whole time. And all of a sudden, star power started happening with Zach Wilson. And BYU's undefeated, and BYU's willing to go to Coastal Carolina. That was all great. There's nothing negative about what happened in 2020. It was amazing. One of the most enjoyable, fun seasons ever, and especially because we were in a pandemic. We clung to that in a way we never would have earlier. With that said, it is tough to evaluate the greatness against that schedule because there's no Power 5 teams on it, and BYU just had to get who they had to get, okay? I have 84 as the best team ever. You have 83. I think you have 84 as two, probably. I have 83 as two. 96 is our consensus three. I go 1980 as number four. I go 06. I'm real high on 06. Wow. I go real high on 06. A two-loss team. Yes. Yes. Um, Real high on 06 because uh, 
I just they blew everybody out, and the two losses were power five on the road, and it's just different. Yeah. Oh seven, I have high. I have twenty twenty there. Then oh nine, and then I go eighty one seventy nine. 90, I put as a three-loss team up there. If 90 finishes with one loss, they're in the top five. They really are. And maybe they are for you. But for me, I'm like, you can't, you know, perform that poorly at the end and be rewarded. Lose your final two games a la 2001. Even though you beat Miami and you have the Heisman and you're in the top five for six weeks. Sure. So, yeah, 2020, I put, put, um, you know, I put seventh on the list of all-time seasons. Okay. Not far off from my list. I have the 2020 BYU football season – and some recency bias plays into this, but sure. I do value the talent that BYU had on this team, placing five NFL draft picks in the league. I mean, that is unheard of. And, and in the in the great evaluation of the season, we can't just look at the next season. We'll have to look at the next three seasons sure. to go, oh, and Peyton Wilgar was drafted. Right. right. And right. James Empey. George Udo or what, right? Like all these guys, yeah. Does Tyler Algier get his way into the yes. league? You know, like yes. th- there are going to be the Nakua's, you know, does Puka Nakua get uh, do enough he, of BYU? He to... won't factor into the 2020 conversation, but Gunner, True. but Gunner would. True, Gunner yeah, would. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. So all these guys that played I on that correct. team, all how many ultimately get to the league? So much talent on this team. So I'm placing heavy emphasis on, hey, five draft picks. 13 different players in some capacity signing a deal. Most of them were free agent deals. One rookie minicamp deal from uh, Kavika Fanua. First time in the college football playoff rankings since those were introduced six years ago. First win at Boise State in dominating fashion. I know the Broncos were a few men down, but going up there and getting that monkey off the back and then a dominant bowl win against a UCF team that had Dylan Gabriel and it was supposed to be like this epic quarterback matchup and Zach Wilson just absolutely (laughs) stole the show. Dylan Gabriel is too short. To, to to be elite, honestly, like when I was I was like, oh, dude's like five eleven. He's he's can't be one of the five best quarterbacks in the game. Like, listen, at least Ty was like six foot. <laughs> this is true. I'm not trying to be shortism, but he's not Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. That, that I was surprised by that. Dylan Gabriel's good, but he's not one of the right. best in the country. BYU took the challenge of going to Coastal Carolina on three days' notice, yep. ranked matchup, yep. ESPN College Game Day. It didn't work out. It, they were literally a half yard short of being undefeated and finishing in maybe like the top seven or eight. We've avoided this, by the way, and I've talked about this a bunch. We've avoided talking about that a lot because we don't like it. It's mostly been positive. That's the one. Nationally, uh, it was. Like, BYU, we have not talked about that game very much because we're like, oh, that's the one sore spot. Sure, yeah. That's that, the Kevin Dyson moment. That hurts. BYU football, but we don't, we don't talk about it because – the Titans aren't going, hey, remember Kevin Dyson's butt? Half yard short of uh, potentially winning <laughs> the Super Bowl. Of, you know? per- of perfection for BYU. Yeah. So Second time ever. It That hurts, obviously, but the nation was like, look, they, they took the challenge on three days' notice. It wasn't like BYU was, in large part, penalized for losing that game You're, as much as they would have because of the strange circumstances. It's like a neck tattoo. Instant street cred. Okay. <laughs> That's what BYU got by playing Coastal Carolina they, in that situation. They rose up to the challenge. And it, of getting a neck tattoo. Is there a difference between 11th and 8th? Not really, right? It's all great. Yeah. There's not, if you're outside the playoff, or if you're barely outside the playoff, that's different. Um, or New Year's 6, but yeah, BYU wasn't going to get in the New Year's 6. After that win, BYU climbed up to 11th, right? And that's a people. It's there, tougher now. 
the way college football is set up and organized for a team like BYU to really make a national splash. Yes. And part of the reason BYU did was because of the way the season unfolded. Correct. I, I, we need to acknowledge that. It wasn't a normal year. BYU took advantage of that. BYU is to be credited with what it did. And I think that's why I put it top five because it was so unique. And, and because college football is the way it is, BYU did some things that I never thought they would be able to do. Like, be on the college football playoff show, Kalani Satake featured prominently. They're talking to him about that first ranking. It was a huge national story. Anytime BYU has a reason to be a story, it's a big one. It is. That's the power of the brand. You don't see, like, if La Tech was undefeated and 6 0, they're probably, their coach isn't on that show on a Tuesday. That's the power of BYU. That's the power of the relationship with ESPN, the history that has come with this program. And finally, it, it took a pandemic to blow up the schedule and get BYU relevant. It really did. I would have loved to have seen, we all would, <laughs> the 2020 team against the regular schedule. I would have liked to have seen if BYU could win nine in that situation. Yeah, you'd like to see that talent that we just talked in depth about face those type of teams. Because what happened? The, that too hard of a schedule went away, and now BYU could really shine. Yeah. That, that light shines bright, but it's smothered by too many Power 5 teams sometimes. That might happen this year. Like, if this team played last year's schedule, I'm thinking, oh, do they lose a the game? This, this next team. I'm feeling the same way. Obviously, no Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen and, and members of that defense is a big deal. But if BYU was in the Mountain West with the 2021 team, we're talking about 10 wins. Sure. This year, we're going, okay, seven would be good. Eight would be, like, real good. Nine would be Nine. pretty crazy because of how hard the schedule is, you know? Um, so 2020, it's interesting. It's, it's just kind of hard to evaluate them because, so, like you said, so much talent, draft picks, the number two pick. Highest it, draft it's pick hard ever. to know with, okay, if they faced a different kind of schedule, are they going to win 11 games, go 11-2 and two, um, in the Mountain West? Like, I, I think last year's team in the Mountain West would have gone at least 11-2. and two. Okay. Yeah. So you've got 2020 number seven overall on list of yeah. all-time great teams seasons. I've got them at number five. We're Again, we're not far off. I have 2006 number seven. I have 1979 because they were an extra point away of being potentially perfect. Sorry, field goal away from being perfect against Indiana in the yep. bowl game. Yep. Lee Corson. Mark Wilson. Um, but, yeah, it just it's incredible that we're even having this conversation based on everything that went down last year. Awesome. Our question of the day, where does the 2020 BYU football season rank all time at BYU? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At the Casual Hippie, top ten for sure. Valid arguments for top five. Hashtag BYUSN. Depends what you value, because what I looked at, too, was final AP rank, highest rank. How many top 25 wins went final AP poll did you have? And that's why 83 is number one to me. 83 is amazing that way, right? There are only two seasons where BYU beat two teams that finished ranked, 83 and 96. And would you know, they were both top three. And they finished in the top seven in the country, right? And then wins versus 500 teams, cumulative opponent win percentage, just like how... Tough was the overall schedule by total wins. 
I looked at all that and and tried to evaluate. And yeah, it's a, it's a fun conversation when uh, the dust settles. Uh, Roberts underscore MN fourth behind eighty four, ninety six, and eighty three in that order. Yes, even better than eighty. Ooh. I have a hard time getting that point. I really do. Nineteen eighty was Be- awesome because it's like okay, these teams had more weight on the bar and had fewer reps, but this team had less weight on the bar but more reps. How do we compare them? That is the difficulty and the fun, also, of this conversation. Coming up, BYU's new rival. We didn't know uh, BYU had until Wikipedia told us. Thanks, Wiki. Plus, 18-year NFL veteran Lee Johnson joins the conversation about greatest teams and seasons ever. Where would he rank 2020? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Okay, I'm going to read what was given to me. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. A word to describe the latest BYU Sports Nation right now. Masterpiece. Wow. Or maybe that's the best way to describe the careers of our Cougar greats. Okay. Find, okay, good save there, Kiki. Find out on the latest episode available on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube via BYUSN. This is Masterpiece Theater yes. on BYU Sports Nation right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It's always a good day when we feature our next guest uh. on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. His name is Lee Johnson, Thunderfoot, 18-year NFL veteran, and he can probably beat you at <laughs> golf. Lee, we have missed you. How are you? Man, you guys are too kind to me. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. You guys must be really hurt <laughs> for some good content, but I really appreciate it. I'm sure I'm the only kicker punter ever to go on, so I love you guys. It's fourth down, a.k.a. June. <laughs> so we needed you to come in uh, and just yeah, launch right. one, right? Here I come in. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm going to hang up on you guys right now. Be careful. I'll push the off button. <laughs> Lee, we've been discussing the 2020 BYU football season for a lot of reasons. Mm. It was fantastic. It featured five yeah. NFL draft picks. The highest draft pick ever in BYU wow. football history was Zach Wilson. Wow. 13 different guys playing in the league in some capacity off mm. last year's roster. Number 11 final ranking had the nation's attention for essentially the entirety of the season. Where does wow. last year's BYU team and season rank among the all-time great teams and seasons? Well, wow. First off, holy smokes. I cannot believe the number of guys that went into many camps or drafted. It blows my mind. I thought my 84 roster, and you guys would know this. I'd love to know whether we're done now or later, but I've never seen so many guys go on a team. I, it's amazing. So as far as no question, top 10, um, I've got issues, obviously, with scheduling, um, being totally real. I didn't like the Coastal Carolina loss. I'm not a big fan of Coastal. I didn't think they were that great. But uh, we're a top-10 team, and and uh, let's go with that. Okay. Yeah, it, and it was a, such a special year. Tell us, uh, you know, in the lead-up, obviously, you're in the athletic department. You worked there. You were on the inside. Tom Homo told us during the pandemic, we had a conversation with him. He said, I don't know when we're playing or who we're playing. But we're going to be ready. Like this team's good. We'll see how good, but this team's good. We were like, okay, yeah, you know, coming off seven and six, just a monumental leap, uh, quantified by Zach Wilson's improvement. Did you feel like this team was going to be this special? It was. It was pretty special. 
You know what? They were super special. And I think we didn't, at least I didn't realize how injured Zach Wilson was with mm. that thumb and the shoulder. Everything came together. The dude that we all know is just amazing as far as just athletically, but loves a film, loves to just the technician behind Zach. And we had the guys to come in. Um, one thing we did do, fellas, is uh, we never stopped in training camp. And I think most of the teams in the league, just this COVID thing blew their minds and they just pu pushed the pause button. And Kalani, to his credit and Tom's credit, never pushed the pause button. So we were, in my opinion, so far ahead of our talent and the teams we were playing just because of that. And you saw it in Navy when Ken basically said, look, we weren't ready. And, and we, we showed them they weren't ready. So I think that helped a ton. We have great guys. We have great talent. I'm not going to go uh, top five team, but certainly a top 10. And, uh, you know, scheduling my only problem. I don't think we played a lot of great teams. But, you know, when you don't play great teams and you, you smack them in the mouth and you destroy them like we did, then that shows you how good you are. You never really know how good you are because of that. Again, Coastal Carolina, I just didn't like going out there. I know we were ready, but we should have gone out there and manhandled those dudes at the line of scrimmage. And, uh, man, I'm not happy about that loss at all. Lee Johnson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Looking back at the 2020 season, you brought up scheduling as your major concern there. That leads me to maybe an even bigger conversation as we rewind back to when you played at BYU, 1983, 1984. Jeremy and I kind of go back and forth on which was the better team when all of a sudden, then I know 84 won the national championship, so it's easy to lean that way. But if you're looking at difficulty of schedule, Lee, in 1983, BYU finishes with two major ranked road wins at UCLA at Air Force and are really a, mir a miracle away by Baylor from being undefeated in the 1983 season with Steve Young. So I, I think 1983 no. was the best team BYU ever had. How do you feel about that? I love what you're saying. You have to throw an 85 though, guys. What are your thoughts on 85? 85 was powerful. I know I was gone, and I want to say every great team BYU had was because of Lee Johnson. I can't go there. <laughs> but, man, fellas, 85. Tell me about 85. Three losses, uh, to me, yes, uber-talented, yeah. but it's not what you think you could have done. It's what you did. Uh, 90 yeah. suffers from this as well. A one suffers from this yeah. as well, where it's like, listen, yeah. those teams were loaded with NFL dudes and won a ton, but they didn't, you know, didn't have enough wins to get into the – the zero and one win conversation is five teams. Zero, one loss. Zero or one loss. Yes. Uh, 84, 83, yeah. 96, 80, uh, 20, 20, and 79. There's six. That's it. They immediately go into the conversation in the top ten. If you have two losses, yeah. you're in it. Three, to me, that's tough. You lost three times. It's tough. You're right. And I talked to Chad yesterday. Just I don't know why we talked about this, but he thought 96 was an outstanding and guys, I'll tell you, I was here in '80 with McMahon. That mm. that was a great team. Great team. Jim McMahon is a beast, a warrior. And the things we did to teams, it was embarrassing. We just <laughs> rocked people's worlds. <laughs> and you know what, though, guys, back then in the whack, that was the whack days. Every team we played was their bowl game. Everyone wanted to beat BYU. We had this amazing brand and amazing legacy. So everyone wanted to beat us. So it was tough. It was tough to go, you know, 10 and one or whatever, 10 and two or undefeated back in those days, just because everyone wanted to beat BYU no matter what. And it was so fun, but we always had to be ready. And sometimes we weren't. 
Okay, there was something super unique about 2020 that you can appreciate, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 28 punts in 2020 were the second fewest in a season since wow. 1980. Okay? <laughs> 1983, yeah. 24 punts. You were barely used. Uh, no team has had under 40 in a season. So, barely punting. R- Ryan Rico, uh, you know, it's, he got he got paid yeah. a lot of scholarship money per punt this year. <laughs> How many did Rico have again in 20, guys? I don't even remember. Oh, 28. Tw- 28. 28. And then he faked one. It okay. would have been 29, and he ran for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had 24 and 83. I think I led the nation in 83, and I couldn't qualify to be an All-American. <laughs> but I did go to in 84. Hey, check this out. In 84, I was a preseason Playboy All-American. Anyway, let's not talk about that. <laughs> so... That was really weird. They let me go back to Dallas on that uh, on that team. That was interesting. Well, let, let's set off the air about that one. The, the brass are freaking yeah. out right now upstairs. Ugh. Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, they let us go back. But that was that was a great time, by the way. That was really cool. TMI. Uh, Bo Jackson was on that team. I remember seeing Bo, and yeah, that was fun. Wow, memories. Lunch. Yeah, Ryan Rico. Save it for lunch. I'm you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, Dude, our two guys we have now, though, Jake and Brian. I know. Best best combo in the NCAA. Rico is I – don't, I don't know how I played 18 years, but I look at a guy like that. If he doesn't play in the NFL, wow, that guy's good. Okay. That dude's huge. I just saw him. I just came up in the weight room. He's 6'5", 240, handsome. He's got it going on. I was like, dude, I got to get out of here. You embarrass me. You are so hot. <laughs> okay yeah he to me he was the most underrated player in 2020 obviously he's not used a ton we just chronicled that and then and you feel he's gonna play in the nfl that's awesome jake goldroyd listen jake goldroyd's season was unbelievable he didn't miss a field goal he makes 350 plus one of those at the end of halftime against san diego state where the ball is literally frozen i was yeah. coming off of a year where he got pulled at the end of the year because he didn't have it. He led the nation in 2019, halfway through. He struggled, um, you know, the back half, and it was like, what's going on with Jake? He overcame some serious, you know, uh, issues to be unbelievable in 2020. What do you have to say about yeah. his field goal kicking? I think the guy is outstanding. When I first met him before uh, his mission, before he even played, I was like, wow, who is this guy? No one knew about him. He was kicking. I forgot who he was with, but I was out there in July just banging the ball, and I was super impressed. Then he came into that Arizona game to win the game. And then he got hurt with a back. And I'm thinking, oh, no kicker is allowed to be hurt. That scares NFL scouts. You cannot be hurt. So I'm thinking, man, this guy's got a perennial back problem. Then he comes back from his mesh, dials in. He's a workout beast with Ryan. And he's healthy. He's got everything he needs. I'd like to see his kickoffs. They want, and you know, they want big kickoffs in the NFL. Rico can kick off, but yeah, I think the guy's no question an NFL dude. Ryan, Jake, both NFL guys. Wow. I would have no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. I said it. Okay. It's on record, and uh, we're here for it. That's why we had you on on June yeah. 3rd, man. We told I you know. we needed some good content. You've, you've been giving it to us. That is for sure. <laughs> you and Bo Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Lee. Let's push it forward to 2021. You get the schedule that you're excited about. In fact, BYU's yeah. got seven power fives. They return a bunch of talent led by, yes, the kicker and punter that you just mentioned, you feel are both NFL guys eventually, Tyler Algier, 
the Nakua brothers, three capable quarterbacks, tight end group is loaded. What do you expect from the 2021 squad? What What is the measure of success for this team against that difficult of a schedule? Yeah, I love the schedule, but I but I don't mind. There's no one on the schedule that I don't think we can beat. Sometimes you get teams you just look at and say, okay, no chance. I would say the team that we're going to struggle against maybe the most could be SC. Not sure where they are. ASU is going to be tough. I'm not worried about, you know, Utah is Utah. I think we can beat Utah. Baylor and Baylor. Um, when you got a schedule like this, you got to keep your hosses healthy, as we both know, all know. I think that um, offensively, we're dialed in. We got a system I love. We got receivers, offensive line. We got a running game. Got a quarterback. Depending on who they choose, I'm fine with all three. By the way, they love Conover. Um, but I think Hall, you know, who knows? They love they love all three guys. They're they're all three really good. You can go with any of them. Defensively, I think our scheme is uh, you know what? I'm a I'm a big guy on a I like to be aggressive and, and pop the quarterback in the mouth. And we don't really have that style. So I think they're more Let's hold the uh, the defense or the offense, the opposing offense, uh, under their scoring average. So, that being said, combined with special teams, I think we got a we probably have a better team than last year, minus Zach. If you throw mm-hmm. Zach out, I think we've got a pretty dang good team. Yeah, Zach obviously is a the big difference maker. But if it's just taking Zach out and looking at the team as it is, I think we're better than last year. Excuse me, we're better this year than last year. That's quite. Then you got to worry about you know Zach. Well, go with it with me. We got Tyler Algier, same. We got better receivers. We've got basically the same old line. We're going to miss Brady, and we got Rex, and we got uh, Dylan Holker back. We're deep at tight end. Holker back. We're okay. We're minus Zach. So Zach is phenomenal. So our quarterbacks got to step up with better offensive talent. Defensively, I think it's it's equal. We got the backers are back. Corners are back. The line is uh, essentially back, Kyra minus Kyrus, but uh, Mahi, I think, can fill in. Yeah, guys, I like the team a lot. I like them a lot. Expectation. What do you think? Oh, what hey, do you guys, what are your thoughts? I, I have questions about the secondary, um, but other than that, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. But isn't the same? Jeremy, in the same well, secondary, what's different? Troy Warner and Zane Anderson are gone. Those are two big losses. Obviously, a lot of those corners are back, which is great. Uh, but guys like uh, George Udo and hopefully Micah Harper is healthy and Isaiah yeah. Heron and D'Angelo Mann. Yes, the corners, yes. Well, Chaz uh, it's, Ayu. It's, Chaz, 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 Chaz is going to have his Ayu chance, right? Chaz is a yeah. very good player. Yep. Maybe it's and just the Malik, other safety. Malik is. Malik Moore, Hayden Livingston, they're going to get their shot. Yep. Yeah. D line is. I just want pressure. You're I right. want to go. You're right. Preseason top twenty. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, are we going to be preseason top twenty? No. We'll be preseason top twenty. Won't no. We? When you lose you a quarterback think? like that, they don't. They don't. That's do why it. the Zach Wilson effect will put BYU out of the top twenty-five. Yeah. I'm going to challenge both you cats on that one right now. Okay. <laughs> I bet you. I what bet you, you right Lunch? now we're top twenty. You've Lunch? already, you've already seen polls, haven't you? That BYU <laughs> won't be AP top twenty-five preseason. Lunch. Well, why why are you so confident? First off, you act like you know something. I don't I don't believe that. You don't think That's I feel cool like I know something? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You, you act like you know something. Yeah. That's for sure. That's the show, uh, Lee. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Make it till you make it. Okay. Um, I'll take the bet. Yeah. Okay. Whatever lunch. you want. I you want BYU to be lunch. preseason top twenty-five. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm we're just... going to be preseason AP top 25. Lee Johnson, 2021. <laughs> Close quote. AP, AP. Okay. 
<laughs> Lee, there's, yeah. there's okay, a reason we want you on this show more regularly, my friend, because of yeah. times like this. Time, yeah. Yes, we're here yeah. for it. That's banter. I love the banter. Let's go. Hey, me. great to have you, man. Uh, we wish you continued Thanks, uh, health and success in your efforts with BYU Athletics, and uh, let's hang out again soon. Love it, guys. Thanks so much. Love what y'all are doing. Great show. You got it. Lee Johnson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Why are you so confident? You act like you know something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to at least act like I know what I'm talking about. I love Lee. If you haven't figured it out by now and you want story time about BYU football, that's the guy you need to hang out with. We went to a place we have never gone today. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, the mansion, the West Coast Conference freshman of the year. And will Jake Oldroyd be called upon to win a game this year? Hey, Lee Johnson thinks he's an NFL kicker. Hey, maybe he'll beat Arizona again. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Yeah. This is BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. It'll take many PATs. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Hear from BYU legends as they talk about plays that define their careers in the program. Watch Great Moments as Told by Players, Volume 2, coming up Friday, noon Eastern, here on BYU TV and BYU Radio on BYU Sports Nation. We might as well just replay the whole Lee Johnson. Yeah, no, he will headline Volume 3. We need to make Volume 3. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) let's shoot that soon. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Big Game Boomer on Twitter has Jake Oldroyd as the sixth best returning kicker in 2021. Will he have to win a game for BYU this year? Yes. BYU plays seven power fives. There is most certainly going to be a scenario where there is a critical kick late in the game against that tough of a schedule. So, yeah, and I'm happy to have Jake back there for BYU. It might be, too. Yeah, correct. It might be multiple. The BYU football Wikipedia page now lists three rivals for the Cougars, Jerem. Well, Boise State, Utah, and Utah State, right? Not Boise State. Utah, Utah State, and uh, boasting a series of one whole game. And listed first, by the way. Coastal Carolina. Lee, Lee Johnson, did you edit this? Is Coastal Carolina actually a rival for no. BYU now? No. Uh, the dudes that roughed up Zach are, but no. And I know that the Mormons versus Mullets thing got a lot of national publicity. It was a fun weekend. But Coastal in, Carolina? What city is it in again? It's in, well, Myrtle Beach, but it's yeah. Conway. Conway, that's right. Yeah. And Jacob Con over... So, yeah, Boise State. You're right. Boise State is the third rival yeah. for BYU football. No doubt. And then uh, Idaho State. Okay, uh, Colin Cowherd said the Utah Jazz are the Gonzaga of the NBA. Yes. I don't agree with that. If that's the case, what is BYU Hoops NBA conference? <laughs> the Indiana Pacers. That's perfect, dude. <laughs> that is perfect. Market Square Arena. Like, really good, but don't actually win the net. Yeah, they yeah. can't get to the big one. Like, it's, they're, it's they're good. constantly in the playoffs or, like, they're around it. Yeah. Like, win a lot of but games. Go to the finals. Good players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had their Reggie Miller, like Jimmer for dead. They had their moments, right? Right. But, but but nothing of like major significance. I guess in the modern in terms era. Of like in the, winning it. In the 80s, BYU, you know, was different. They weren't the Celtics or Lakers, right? Right. That, w- that would be your Nebraska's, Oklahoma's, Texas, Ohio State, and whatnot. But even then, like I'm looking at the Pacers in the 90s. In the 80s. 
like with Reggie Miller, and they'd get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they had the one NBA Finals. One, got one. Like NBA. BYU in the '80s, one in. So I think this is a commentary on currently. It's like, well, yeah, BYU's on the outside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but BYU, BYU basketball in the '80s. You know, the Ains getting I was, to thinking, the, I was thinking football. To the elite eight. Were you thinking basketball? Basketball. I was thinking football. Sorry. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to compare BYU football to the NBA. <laughs> I'm always thinking about football. Just FYI. I'm like, yeah, no. The, even with going to the Elite Eight. in women's cross country. My bad. Okay. Jerem, finally. Yes. Major shout out to BYU Radio General Manager Don Shaline. Sometimes called Don Shiloh. Who shared some incredible footage from a 1954 BYU football game. This is amazing. Shot by his aunt, Nola Eng. Look at this. We've added music. 1954, the Montana Grizzlies visit Provo, Utah for a showdown with Chick Atkinson's BYU Cougars. Let me explain some history here. So this is, uh, you know, in the parking lot, that hill that you're looking at, I'll describe it for radio, is where the Richards building is and that hill right there. It was called Y Stadium. BYU was there uh, until 64, then they moved into Cougar Stadium, the current site. Pretty cool, right? Uh, You see a KSL in the booth. You see ABC TV across the way. This was the only win that year in 54. 1-8, 19-7 against Montana. Ron Bean had a great game. Phil Euler as well. <laughs> and they carried Chick Atkinson off the field. I just love the ABC TV banner in bright red and yellow letters. Yeah, where was KB? Cosmo is like terrifying. A, a nightmarish character. It kind of looks like the Penn State Nippy line, honestly. <laughs> right? The Smithfield House in the background. Yep. Smithfield House was three years old, by the way. At this point. Oh. And two years before this, Casey Jones and Bill Russell had come and played against BYU in Smithville. How cool is that? It's amazing. So, again, thanks to Don Shaline and his aunt Nola Eng for delivering that 1954 footage. Yeah, 19 7 victory over the Montana Grizzlies. Only win in the season. How about that? Coming up, (laughs) some more old timey, you know, football footage. Does anybody else have old timey footage? That was fantastic. Send it the Cougars are victorious. Andrew Pintar, BYU Baseball, will join us next. He's the freshman of the year, Jeremy. Did you know that? Legit. Stay with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube channel. Get all the interviews and compelling and rich discussions, as well as BYU Sports Nation Right Now episodes by subscribing to the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel today. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation Live from Studio B. Happy Thursday, everyone. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It is our pleasure now to welcome in the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year, Andrew Pintar from BYU Baseball on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Andrew, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Awesome to be here. I know you've probably discussed this with Shep because Shep is all things BYU baseball. You've you've endured him. Uh, You've handled (laughs) him in the dugout, which we should, you know, congratulate you for as well. But how do you feel about the nickname Penny? Um, It's just something I've had my whole life. I mean, my dad had it when he was young, and it's kind of funny. My little brother is starting to get called that a lot, and it's kind of weird, but it's just something that's always – like stuck with me. Like I, like in school, I never got called my real name. I was always called Penny throughout all my high school and stuff. And it's just, just, it's just kind of my name now. It's kind of cool. 
I like it. L- listen, it, no, nobody that's terrible gets a nickname. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be good to get a nickname, which you won the West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year. Congratulations on that. Only Cougar on the first team as well. What did that mean to you to uh, get those individual accolades? Yeah, they were cool. I mean, um, honestly, we didn't get the year we wanted as a team, which was tough, but we were hoping for a tournament. But, I mean, these these accolades are they're cool, but, I mean, it's time to move on and go to next year and start working. Speaking of next year, it uh, looks like uh, you're in a sling there. Did you have surgery? Yeah, I, right after the season ended, I, I had to get an MRI, and I actually tore my labrum. So... Yep, I'm in a sling all summer. Hey, fun fun summer plans with the sling, right? <laughs> um, did, did you play through this injury for a while? Like, when when did it happen? Yeah, about halfway through the season, I started experiencing some, like, major shoulder pain, and I kind of put it off for a little while and just figured I'd go through it, and it ended up getting worse and worse. I ended up actually taking off the series in Gonzaga when we were at Gonzaga, hopefully hoping it would get better, and after the series it never did so i'm like i just told myself you know i don't want to let my team down i don't want to let myself down so i just was going to try and finish out the season and get it taken care of after you've earned some serious man card points andrew that is uh incredible <laughs> i mean to compete at that high of a level with that injury baseball's hard enough as it is so i mean when you're in the moment are how are you able to compartmentalize the pain and play the game you know, you just you had to find ways just to tune it out and just focus on the game, and that's what I did. I just I had a lot of preparation with our with our trainer about like getting me ready every game and just getting it good enough to where I can go out and at least give it the best I can. And that's what I had to do the rest of the season. Man, a uh, Zach Wilson twenty eighteen like performance this year for you as a, a freshman. Uh, he played with a uh, you know torn labrum in his throwing shoulder through his freshman year, got it uh, cinched up, and then he, he became a 50 millionaire. So I see in two years a bright future for you, <laughs> Andrew. I think it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> so this was your second freshman year because obviously last year gets cut off. You uh, All you did was lead the team in batting average, runs, hits, and slugging. Uh, was this the kind of full freshman year you were hoping for? Yeah, it was honestly, I mean, I had some ups and downs, but I just try to stay as constant as I can throughout the whole season, as consistent as I can. And, you know, that's kind of my goal every year is to just try not to get too high, not to get too low and just stay as consistent as I can be and do whatever I can to help the team. And I felt like I did a decent job of that. But Walk us through your path to BYU. Did it start being a BYU fan from Utah County, or did you have eyes for potential other schools as well? Actually, growing up, I was a our fan was a big Utah football fan, and we're big Utah football guys. But growing up, I always liked BYU baseball. I love watching them and following them. I actually went to a lot of games growing up, and you know, coming out of high school, I had a lot of friends going there, and I kind of just set myself to where that's where I want to go. And I kind of made that a goal of mine. And luckily I ended up getting the opportunity to go there. And it's been awesome ever since. I'm not going to ask if you're still a Utah football fan. We'll just, uh, <laughs> we'll just pass on that one. Nine homers this year. Well, what was your favorite one? My favorite one. You know, I think, I think my favorite one was at San Diego in like the eighth inning to, I think it was either tie us or put us ahead, but yeah, that, that first game at San Diego was awesome. That had to be my favorite one. 
Okay, against Pepperdine. Did you hit it to the Marriott Center steps? Am I recalling that correctly? I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> okay, you did. I'm ju- it's not a question. It's a statement now. Uh, you did. Um, <laughs> joining some of the all-time greats in BYU history to be able to actually get it to the street and then up to the steps. I think even Tony Gwynn did that, honestly, back in the 80s. Um, what, what's the <laughs> longest home review you've ever hit in your life? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't. I don't keep track of that or just look say it was against Maple go. Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Pintar with us on BYU Sports Nation, West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year. Uh, I'm always intrigued by baseball superstitions and walk-up songs, so let's kind of tackle both of those questions. First and foremost, do you have any superstitions, and if so, what are they? Okay, yeah, I'm a big superstitious guy, and I get made fun of it a lot <laughs> at BYU because they think I'm with it, but it's what works for me. Like, I, if I do good one day, I have to wear the exact same thing the next day, and I have to do the exact same thing pregame, and my mental approach to do the exact same thing. And if I don't do good, I change it up. Uh, I, I like with arm sleeves. I'm a huge superstitious with arm sleeves. If I don't do good one day with an arm sleeve, I'll take it off the next game. And people kind of make fun of me for that, but that's just who I am, and that's what works for me. So, Listen, everybody's at least a little stitious. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. Okay, uh, let's talk about a couple of uh, cool life things with you. You you came on uh, to BYU's team as a walk-on. There's 11.7 scholarships. I don't know how the NCAA came to that number. But uh, you earned a scholarship. Congratulations on that. What did that mean to you to uh, to get a scholarship? Yeah, going in, I, I was a walk-in, and I had one goal, and I was to get a scholarship. And I just I worked my tail off right when I got there, and I was lucky enough at the end of the fall when I first got there, I was awarded one, and hopefully I can keep it. But, yeah, that was, that was one of my biggest goals, and I just wanted to help me and my family out by doing that. I think you're going to keep it for yeah, next year. I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> If you're worried about it, I'll put in a good word with Mike Littlewood for you, okay? He, we, Mike, he figured it out. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in your court. He absolutely, Andrew, has figured it out. Okay, uh, let's finish with this. Big offseason for you, obviously, with surgery and your accolades. But little birdie, maybe his name is Shep or not, mm-hmm. tells us that you're getting married this summer as well. Can you confirm or deny that TMZ BYUSN report? Yes, yeah, so we're actually getting married August 28th. Very Congratulations, nice. my friend. That that's, is fantastic. That's a week before the beginning of college football. I can respect that. I can respect that. <laughs> Andrew, thanks for the time. Congratulations again on all of your success, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you guys for having me. You got it. Andrew Pintar on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. We don't know what uh, these athletes exactly go through to be on the field. Andrew Pintar, who is one of the stars of the team, I mean, you could argue he's the best player on the team yep. as a freshman. Yes. Richard freshman. He played through a, a torn uh, labrum. Half of the season. Throwing shoulder. Half of the season. That's unbelievable. So we're here to tell those stories, man, and learn that. Like, that's incredible. What a, what a great year he had, and we look forward to a great BYU career. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Okay, coming up, a special rise and shout out. We'll be back with that and more, including your elite voice of the day on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. 
guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. You're going to want to go back and listen to uh, Andrew Pintar and Lee Johnson. Oh, my goodness. And our conversation about uh, the 2020 football season, where it ranks all time. Yeah, Lee for the win. Our question of the day, where does the 2020 BYU football season rank all time? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Twiggy or Stone says, I think it falls in a very unique place. Yeah. The season was all but dead due to the pandemic. And then we slowly watched it rise from the ashes. The fact that BYU did so well was an added bonus. I think a lot of us will remember it as a special season for this reason. Yeah, it's alone by itself. That's a great point because it came in a pandemic there were conferences that didn't want to play, right? And then, and then BYU is one of the, the out, uh, teams out in front that wanted to play, showed that you could do it safely, and then all of a sudden the Pac-12, Big, 12, or, uh, Big Ten, they see the other leagues, ACC and SEC there as well, go, hey, we can do this. We can, we do can this. figure it out. And then college sports figured it out. It was great. Like There weren't a ton of, ton of games missed. The NFL played as well. That was awesome. So I had 2020 seventh all-time. You had them fifth. Number five. Lee Johnson said somewhere in the top ten. They are undoubtedly somewhere in the top ten. All right, today's rise and shout-out, a combined effort presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And it goes to six-year-old Taylor Ray from Highland, Utah. Taylor has been diagnosed with something called retinoblastoma, a very rare form of cancer in his eye. And Taylor is having surgery this afternoon to have his eye removed. So obviously he's incredibly brave. We want him to know the BYU Sports Nation is one praying for him and that we send him a full dose of the BYU Sports Nation karma. He's the son of Josh and Brittany Ray, loves going to BYU basketball games, loves trying to find Cosmo, eating cougar tails. We love you, Taylor, and we love the entire Ray family. Yeah, Josh, Brittany, Taylor, we're with you. Uh, you're going to be all right in this, and uh, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to have you in, in studio one day. We've not had too many guests in here. Yeah. But the moment we can, we want uh, you, and, you and the fam to come hang out. We would love that. All right. Again, our thanks to today's guests, Lee Johnson and Andrew Pintar. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Hal Kopp. Nice. We Chick Atkinson mentioned today. And Hal, Hal Kopp. Kopp. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. Great moments as told by Players Volume 2. Noon Eastern time. Don't miss it. I love this old-timey footage. Pretty sure Lee Johnson had three punts in this game. (laughs) Go Kooks. Today is officially going to be the best day ever.